But we start the program with our good friend on the men's side, Kevin Kruger, the UNLV head basketball coach, uh, Rebels, uh, getting ready to go to Boise, uh, you know, coming up this weekend. Kevin, what's going on, my friend? Not too much. What's going on there? Hey, you know, we're just, uh, you know, lining them up and knocking them down, man. That, 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 that's how we do it. And, uh, you know, we, uh, how about a little shout out from yourself too? And I know how much you appreciate Lindy LaRock and what she's doing with the women's side there. Uh, they'll be in the Thomas and Mac, uh, tonight. I don't know if you're planning on uh, going over there and uh, showing some love for the lady Rebs, but, uh, looking pretty strong so far this year, aren't they? Oh, they are. They're playing really well. And, uh, she's got them rolling, got them rolling on big time win streak and, and uh, they're they're doing what they need to do and putting themselves in great position for the postseason. Yeah. Now, Kevin, you're you're well aware of you know the the, the great guests that we have on, like like yourself and and so many others. Uh, of all the people that we had give us Super Bowl score predictions, who do you think nailed the score and basically won our contest? Who you got any idea who that who that was? Uh, I mean, do I get a list? Well, well, no, we're just talking about that person. How about that? So there it is. I, I just kind of gave it to you. It was it was Lindy. She nailed it. Oh, did she really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, she nailed it. So there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, she she does it all. I mean, there you go. She can uh, pr- predict uh, Super Bowl scores uh, as well, too. So that is an impressive. Uh, that's an impressive prediction. I know. I know. Now we were kind of giving her a bad time because see, her final score prediction was thirty seven thirty four, and she was beating herself up because she was one point off. Uh, on the score of thirty eight thirty five, so uh, I just gave her a bad time yesterday, and I said, "Well, I, I, I said that uh, I think mean, somebody had their foot on the line. It was, you know, it, it was a two instead of a three. So oh, yeah. uh, that, would, that would make sense. There you go, man. <laughs> All right, so talk to us about your Super Bowl uh, day. What 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 was your extravaganza like? Uh, and were you rooting for the Chiefs? Were you rooting for the Eagles? Who who, who was your team? Um, we actually had a, a pretty quick turnaround, so uh, we weren't able to spend too much time around the TV that day. But uh, um, I, I, honestly, it's one of those I got both sides. I enjoyed watching. It, anytime you can watch Mahomes and those guys that are going to go down as one of the greats, if not the greatest, I think they're 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 easy to appreciate. You know, when Brady was doing it, um, even watching LeBron, you know, you know those types of those types of athletes, but. Also, you know, the, the story of Jalen Hurts going from, you know, pulled in the national championship game, what, three, four years ago, and and then on, on the biggest stage leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl. And so there's a great storyline there. And uh, But if, as much as anything, if, I, it was a good game uh, for, the, from the, for the last uh, handful of minutes I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the, even the stall ball at the end, I thought there was a lot of – there was still a lot of buildup for it because there's a lot of things, I think, on the coaching side that you know can go wrong. So mm-hmm. – um, it, it was, it was, uh, a good, uh, what ended up being a good Sunday. It was. Yeah. Now. So if you only caught the light, really the last few minutes of the game, does that mean that you missed the, uh, the halftime show with Rihanna? I know you were looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm, and, and to be fair to Rihanna, of course, cause I know she'd, she would, would want to know, uh, I don't really know if I've ever watched a halftime show in its entirety. So, uh, <laughs> I hope she doesn't take it personal. She probably won't. Now, are you one of these guys that's normally okay going back for seconds, you know, at the food table during halftime? Or what are you usually doing during halftime? Oh, I mean. You going outside for a pickup game? Is that what you're doing? You're going out in the yard? Hey, you know, we're going to play some three on three. I got 40 minutes. I mean, every day is like Thanksgiving. So I I eat till I'm full. 
And uh, so if that, if that has seconds and thirds, then it has seconds and thirds. I love it. Kevin Kruger joins us, UNLV men's basketball coach. Uh, unfortunately, guys, coming off uh, the loss to, to San Jose State on, on Tuesday night, uh, give us your thoughts on, on what happened uh, in the game against the Spartans. Yeah, I thought, uh, but, you know, we, we had a lot of good possessions. We just, uh, we just had too many of them that we didn't finish, uh, you know, whether it be a box out or, or a late rotation, just, uh, uh, just a lot of really good plays that, that we just quite didn't uh, finish and get over the hump. And uh, it felt like every time we were in that situation, San Jose made a shot. And, uh, you know, we just uh, it, it's been frustrating at home because we haven't protected the Thomas and Mac the way it needs to be protected. And, uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, there's still a – we played really well in most every road game except the first half at San Diego State. So, and we got off to a great start this year and beat some really good teams. So we know it's there. Um, we've just kind of get back. We've got to get back to that, that feeling of, of just completing possessions, completing halves, uh, you know, and then ultimately uh, completing games. You know, we had talked about uh, that San Jose State game when you guys opened conference play on the road. And I think that was, you know, kind of maybe a surprise to a lot of people that, that you know, you guys, you know, lost that game. But let's talk a little bit about that improving program. Tim Miles has gone over there and has really kind of flipped the switch very, very quickly with that. This is not that same San Jose State team that's uh, been a doormat in the conference and, um, you know, a, a program that was really been down over the last, you know, better part of, of a decade. Uh, how much have you been impressed, you know, with the, the program there? And do you credit that? I mean, obviously you credit to, to, to coach Miles to a certain degree or a lot of it, of course. But uh, again, probably, uh, this is, you know, what happens with the transfer portal if you use it right, right? Oh, without a doubt. I think he's done a great job. Um, yeah, they're, 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 uh, they're playing well. They're playing confident, uh, playing for each other and, and, uh, and they're competing like crazy. And, uh, without a doubt, he deserves all the credit in the world because he's, uh, um, uh, you know, he's got them believing and he's got them, uh, headed in the right direction. And, uh, and, it, and, it, and they're just really consistent and, uh, and they're doing really well right now. You know, and we go back to talk about the Mountain West Conference is pretty much a, a log jam. And when you look at the conference stains, I mean, you guys are five and nine, you're in eighth place. It's not where you want to be. But then again, it's like anybody can beat anybody on any given night, it seems like. And, and we're seeing that, you know, again here. And, you know, it's, I know it's kind of shocking to look down to see where you guys are at because I know you didn't expect, you know, to be there right now. But, you know, for me, it's like, this, this, you guys are nothing like a five and nine team or an eighth place team. And so I got to feel that you guys feel the exact same way, but just talk about where the conference is in general right, right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, to your first point, uh, not where we expected to be, but guys have continued to fight with whatever's come their way. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of a unique situation because it, it truly is a situation, uh, uh, like only a handful of conferences where I think anybody can beat anybody. I mean, we just saw, you know, the team that's currently in last place go into the pit and win by almost 20. Um, so, it, you know, it's just one of those things where I think the conference tournament could be really exciting. But at the same time, I think it's the, the best the conference has been since expansion. So um, I think it's just, if anything, it's, it's the credit should go to the, 
you know, the the coaches near you know at the top of the conference for for building through uh, with their guys and keeping them together and and adding and subtracting as needed and. And then uh, now when you look at the top half of the roster, you got a lot of guys that have played together. And I think that's what makes them tough to beat. You go back to that game on Tuesday, you guys only shot 36% from the floor, 5 for 18 as 28% from the three-point arc. But you guys were 15 for 15 at the free throw line. Is that a little bit strange you know, to, uh, to you that, okay, you guys were so good at the free throw line, but then the shots weren't falling from uh, beyond the arc or pretty much from the field. So when you went back and, and you looked at this, because I know you go back and you look at whatever we call it now, tape, film, whatever, digital, whatever, what did you see there? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when we put pressure on them and, and we had good patience, I thought we did a good job of drawing fouls, getting in the paint. Um, I just thought uh, there were just too many possessions where we were too quick. and But yeah, I think if you went back uh, through all most games or all games, I, I don't think there's any question that it would be pretty rare to really struggle from the field but uh, make every single free throw. So I think you definitely uh, you definitely got a point there. It's, it's unique. and uh, But at the same time, we've just got to do a better job, be patient, um, get the ball moving, get it, uh, get it where it needs to be, and and uh, kind of play for each other. You guys have been very, very streaky this year. You start off, you know, winning ten in a row. Uh, then you go, you lose four in a row. Then you come back and you win three straight. You know, now you're in the midst of losing your last two games. What do you think? Uh, um, the the reason for 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 going through these streaks? I mean, the good and the bad here. Yeah, I think that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, just uh, continuing to figure out. And what we've got to do to put ourselves in the in situations and positions to win games. Uh, um, we've done, you know, we've got been really hot and we've been, been really cold. So, uh, but, uh, you know, there's still a lot. There's four games left in the conference tournament. So uh, this group's proven they can win big games, beat really good teams. And uh, I think as much as anything, we've just got to focus on, on continuing to get better, uh, you know, get, get sharp. And uh, not for the conference tournament, but just even these last four games, knowing that uh, you know each one's going to be a unique and different challenge. How have the guys been been handling this kind of this little roller coaster ride? Uh, they've been handling it well. I think you know we've got an older group, so uh, you know they've been through it. You know every season's got a lot of ups and downs, and and uh, I think uh, you know in their history, whether it was here last year even, or you know at a previous school that. Um, you know, they experienced it to a, to a certain degree. So uh, they've done a good job coming in and working, and uh, and they, they've continued to do that even regardless of uh, going through a winning streak or a losing streak. I know this has got to be frustrating for you as well, too, even though that you're, and we've talked about this so many times, you are very even keel. You never get, you know, uh, ultra high. You never get ultra low here. But what has been the most frustrating thing for you here over the last month or so? Um, I, you know, it's just one of those – situations where you just want them to have a great year and have fun and 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 just kind of know that these you know they're always going to look back and enjoy this year and this time and and i think the the hardest part as a as a coach right now is just the you know having the ability to to not look back on it in that in that manner and uh you know it's it's one of those situations that goes by so fast and you just want them to truly enjoy their experience as a at UNLV. We've seen you toy with the starting lineup pretty much throughout the year. Is that mostly due to the injuries that you've had? 
uh, guys in and out of the lineup? Or is it about giving guys uh, a, a, a chance? Or is it something that you're just, you know, looking at, okay, game by game, well, okay, who's playing well or maybe who's not, or just trying to really kind of, you know, tweak that chemistry a little bit? What, 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 what goes through your mindset when you're, um, you know, putting these start, starting lamps together? Uh, well, yeah, you know, the first, uh, first handful of games, we, we kind of had an older, you know, veteran group. And, uh, you know, when EP, Eli Parquet went out, we had to, we had to change it a little bit. And then, um, and you know, Lou going with his injury, and and so there, there's been tweaks made, and uh, uh, you know, sometimes by by because of injury, so your hand is kind of is played for you. But uh, again, the guys have done a good job trying to do whatever asked, um, whether it be you know something they're really not familiar with or adjusting it to a certain degree. So um, they've continued to battle and work at it, but. Uh, at, at the same time, we, I know it's difficult for him. You know, it's not, it's not easy at that age to be asked to do one thing one week and potentially another, uh, the next. We know that, uh, there are a lot of people that have, you know, support, of course, for you and the program. But, you know, you know, fans want to win now. And sometimes there's not like a lot of patience. Uh, and it's just not here at UNLV. It's, it programs throughout the country. And I know it's tough, you know, to build, uh, you know, a team, especially the way with the transfer portal is and all that sort of thing, really for the long term in this day and age that, that we have where everyone wants to win now and you got different players coming in, you know, year in and year out. How are you dealing with all that, especially like with fans and boosters and the expectation, especially when maybe your record isn't where you want it to be right now? Um, really don't pay any attention to it. I mean, there's people in my in my circle that in my basketball circle I listen to and mm-hmm. and if they're not in there then I really don't give it a lot of mind uh yeah, yeah I mean Vegas is unique I think it's uh it's a different place in terms of, of the support and the highs and the lows and uh but at the same time you know if, if people aren't mad that you're losing then uh, they probably don't care if you win and, and support you either way so you know, there's there's both ways to look at it but yeah, I mean, I still feel, and the staff feel, feel still feels that um, we're heading in the right direction. I know the the win loss record in conference is not supportive of that, but uh, we still feel like we got great guys here um, that are, are continuing to work and, and kind of establish the culture and continue to solidify it. So uh, that you know, when when the day comes that they're not here, that it's better than when they found it. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you feel about all this, Kevin? I mean, have you uh, been assured by Eric Harper that, hey, you're going to be given time to build this program the way you want to? And is this su- support staff, you know, around you and above you? Have have they, you know, they totally understand what's going on here? I mean, we haven't even finished our second year. So right. uh, I, I think we're, uh, we haven't had that talk. So uh, <laughs> uh, I would imagine that, I would imagine that they're they're planning on uh, letting us continue to build it and and see where it goes. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a unique uh, it's a unique job for sure. Yeah, and again, you know, just uh, the, the the way the way modern basketball is these days. You know, just that uh, everybody wants to win now and that sort of thing. So again, four games left, Mountain West Conference tournament right around the corner. Uh, it seems like, you know, things can change very, very quickly, uh, for, for your team and, and anybody here. And anyone could beat anyone on any given night, like we've talked about, uh, before. And I'm sure that is the message that, that you are, you know, relaying to your guys, right? Without a doubt. You know, it's, uh, we've got a 
lace them up and go play on on Sunday in Boise, and and uh, we feel if we play together and that we're we're locked in and, and we're sharp that. Uh, we'll give ourselves a chance to win that one. How do you feel right now about the health of your team? As again, you're heading into the the aspect, the 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 part of this season where okay, this is the, you know the most important time. You know, finish the regular season strong, get ready for the conference tournament. Uh, how do you feel you are health wise right now? Uh, well, I mean, obviously we've got guys out, uh, so that that is what it is at this point. And uh, you know, if, if guys just uh, take care of their bodies, get in the training room, get in the Getting uh, in the weight room with LV, that uh, you know we, we we've just got to continue taking that into into account, you know whether it be practice or, or off days, so that uh, you know when those days come around or when those games come around, I mean that uh, that we're ready to go and and who is 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 ready. I mean it's middle of February, so you know everyone's not going to feel perfect, and uh, and we just got to go compete. You got it. All right, the Rebels back in action uh, on Sunday. Uh, at uh, Boise State, four games left, two at home, two on the road, and then, of course, uh, being able to host the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which will be coming our way in over about two weeks. So, uh, you know, looking forward uh, to that. Kev, appreciate the time. As always, uh, good luck in Boise, my friend, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back here next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. There he is, Kevin Kruger, the head coach of the Running Rebels. Uh, tough time right now for UNLV. They're 16-10. and 10. Record still looks good there. Not where they want to be. Five and nine in conference, uh, sitting in eighth place. But again, when you, you don't look at this team and thinking that they are an eighth place team, they don't look like a five and nine team. And of course, uh, they've been hit with some, some big time injuries. The starting lineup has been, uh, has been in flux. Uh, no question. And Kevin's done a, a, a great job as best job as he possibly, uh, you know, can here. But, you know, when you have those nights where you're shooting five for 18 from beyond the three point arc and or shooting 36% from the field, it's not going to matter, you know, who you play. But again, we've, you know, we've seen the, the team start off strong, win the first 10 games in a row, beat some really strong non-conference opponents. And then, of course, you know, during the course of the, uh, the Mountain West conference season, uh, came up, uh, with some big wins, that win at New Mexico, uh, very, very strong. And like he said, then you have a team like Air Force that goes into New Mexico and wins by 20. I mean, it's it's crazy. So if you're a Rebel fan, you cannot go into this thing and look, and, oh, man, this is same old, same old, or this is, uh, this is a disaster of a year. Not at all. And like he said, this conference, okay, will probably get, you know, maybe – Three, four, two, they got four teams in the NCAA tournament last year. All right. But you do have a log jam. Um, you know, when, when you look at the standings, basically from, you know, third place to, to eighth place, you got a log jam. And it will not surprise me at all if the Rebels pull off an upset or two in the conference tournament or anybody else does. You just never know what you're going to get with a lot of these teams because all these teams basically have talent. There's no question about it. It's not like you have one team that has uh, an abundance of talent over the other. Now, San Diego State, they've been the cream of the crop for the conference in a while. But one of the reasons why they are, the main reason why, is because they have that coaching stability. They've got that stability. They've got, you know, and Brian Dutcher, this is a guy that's been in the program for over 20 years. He was Steve Fisher's assistant, Um, you know, and he's picked up right where Steve Fisher left off. And then the assistants underneath Dutcher 
and the rest of these guys, uh, they've been there a while. They have been there for a long, long time. And I know that's where Eric Harper, that's where UNLV wants to, to be. Um, you know, no way, shape, or form. Uh, I don't think anybody is suggesting that we go through another coaching hire because that's enough. I mean, you know, again, when Kevin Kruger was hired, I was very adamant saying this is the perfect timing for to give Kevin Kruger a chance, a shot at this being a first year head coach. Uh, you know that, uh, you know, this is a guy that's not going to just jump, uh, immediately if he has success to go somewhere else. Uh, this guy loves UNLV. He was a player here. His dad, the, uh, you know, he, he coached under his dad, coached under TG Otzelberger as well, too. I mean, he wants to be here. He wants to build this thing, but you know, it's tough when you're a first time head coach and you're going, you know, two years under your belt. It's going to take time. It's going to take time to build this. And how do you build it? Do you, do you build it through, um, getting high school recruits? You go the JC route. Okay. His first year, he had to do a lot of mixing and matching. Then you have the transfer portal rules that all have changed now. So every year you're getting, you know, veteran guys from other programs that are coming. I mean, and we've seen some teams thrive with it. Use San Jose State. Nobody thought San Jose State would be worth a darn this year, but they beat UNLV twice. They've got some other big wins as well, too. This team is is playing good basketball, and you bring in a, a veteran, you know, head coach. So anything can change uh, at a drop of a dime when you're talking about um, college basketball right now, and we're seeing it in you know the Power Five conferences. We're seeing it in the Big Ten. We're seeing it in the Big East, the SEC, the Big Twelve. You know, you'll see a team like Texas Tech, who would been you know NCAA tournament team the last you know you know few years. And they were one in ten at one point in time in conference, but they're not a one in ten team. UNLV isn't a five and a nine team in conference. That, that's that's not them. But it just goes to show you what can transpire, uh, you know, from game to game, from week to week. So, yeah, rooting for the Rebels. Uh, hope they get it done. And um, I know Ed Graney wrote a a column. Uh, this morning and was kind of alluding to like, Hey fans, you know, are, are you going to be, cla- are, you know, people on social media are already clamoring away and saying, Oh, well, you know, we're going to make a coaching change. No, you're not going to make a coaching change. That's absurd to think you're going to make a coaching change. You have to let a head coach have at least, least three, four years minimum to try to turn over a program. And if you like what they're doing, you just got to be patient, plain and simple. Fans don't like that. I understand that. But Kevin Kruger came in here and signed a five-year contract. Five years. You give him those five years. Give it to him. He's had two winning records, two winning seasons. All right, he's going to have a winning record this season. Had a winning record last season. So yeah, it's you got to give the guy time. Plain and simple. I know fans don't like that. Uh, I know fans would like to see the Rebels win every game. I know fans would like to see the Thomas and Mack Center packed. You'd love to see at least 13, 14, 15,000, okay? Like it was back in the day. But that's not the nature right now. You've got to prove you can be a winner. And for the better part of the last decade, UNLV basketball has not been there. And it's been a revolving door of coaches. So, yeah, get some stability here. Let this guy coach. Let him do his thing. Support him. Build on. He's getting good players. All right. But it just takes time with chemistry. It takes time with chemistry. So fans, just chill. That's all I got to say. 